G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Apostle Paul asked the question, if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, how can the troops prepare for war? Well, we're the troops. What's the message that's coming out of the body of Christ? What's the message that we're proclaiming, especially in the midst of many natural disasters that our part of the world has has experienced in recent times? Well, we seem to be sending a mixed message. Some people are saying that this is the judgment of God. Others are saying it certainly isn't the judgment of God. And others are saying, well, it just might be we don't know. What is God's message? What is God saying at these times? We need to be clear so that we can be clear about what our role is on the earth today. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And welcome to Set Free. It's Phil Edwards here. With me is author and teacher Ken Legg. And all through this week, we've been looking at a very interesting subject, one that has been on our TV screens, natural disasters. And the question that's been posed, is this God's judgment? We're asking, where does God fit into all of this? Does he send them as a judgment? Is he giving people a wake-up call, as some suggest? Well, Ken comes down strongly on the side of the argument that says that these are not the judgment of God. He says this kind of reasoning fails four important tests. And hello again, Ken. Let's summarize on the points that we've discussed this week one more time. The first test, of course, is what we call the common sense test. That is to say, if we would just look at things from a natural perspective, we will see that these things are happening uh, from time to time around the world. And there's no direct link between what that community is doing and what happens to them. Because if there was a link, then the judgments so-called that fall upon those communities should be happening in many, many other communities as well who are practicing the same things and even worse things. So, I mean, under that common sense test, you could say that Christchurch has been fairly uh, innocent, shall we say, by comparison to, say, Sydney that has the the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, which would go against very many biblical principles and ideals. Why hasn't Sydney been judged? Yeah, well, that's that's the point. And and of course, you know, the disciples also were living in a culture that thought this way, that there was a direct link between natural calamities and the behavior or the moral lifestyle of those that were the casualties in those crises. So they asked, for example, when a tower fell upon 18 people and killed them, Uh, Is it because they were worse sinners than anyone else? And Jesus just demolished that kind of theology straight away. He said, no, there's no direct link. Sin is sin. We live on a fallen planet, and and these things happen from time to time. But it's not because one community is more wicked than another community that they seem to experience these calamities. We're all tied with the same brush, really, aren't we? Absolutely. Okay, so that's the common sense test. What about the next one, the prophetical test? Well, the prophetical test is a little bit more interesting because it doesn't always apply. But often if you you look at those that are pronouncing God's judgment in the midst of natural disasters, those that are interpreting those kind of um, scenarios in that way, you'll see that over the past they've made predictions that have not come to pass. And therefore, just on the, the basis of the word of God alone, 
which says that we should apply tests to those that profess to speak in the name of the Lord. They've disqualified themselves. Mm. Okay. You made the point earlier in the week that uh, some people might accuse us of being a little bit judgmental here with what we're saying, but that this is the very thing that God has actually called us to be in a situation like this. Yes, yes. He says be judgmental. He says make sure you do. When people come along and uh, uh, profess to speak in the name of the Lord, make sure that you test those prophecies. Test them, otherwise you will be gullible, you'll swallow everything. And uh, just because somebody says they speak in the name of the Lord doesn't mean to say that they are speaking in his name on on, uh, on his behalf. Mm. So that leads us to the third test, which is the biblical test. Yeah, the biblical test is uh, a very important one for us because we need to understand what covenant we are living in. Uh, under the old covenant, we had this kind of paradigm, prophetic paradigm, where a prophet would march into a city and proclaim judgment unless the people got their act together. Mm. Uh, now, we see that commonly under the Old Covenant because it was a different kind of arrangement. In fact, God, when he drew up the terms of the covenant, he said, this is what's going to happen if you don't obey the terms of the covenant. I will send these things upon you. So the prophet was only giving warning uh, to say what God said is going to happen is getting near unless you repent. Now, under the New Covenant, uh, there's no nations that are in a covenant with God. Um, Jesus took the judgment of the world on the on himself on the cross. And so what's pending the people today of our age is not judgment but salvation. Uh, he purchased our salvation and it's theirs if they will repent and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. I love with the covenants, um, a picture I've got in my mind is that the old covenant was very much like if you took out a loan for some money, you default on that loan, they're going to send the sheriff or whoever around, you know, someone who'd be knocking on your door saying, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to take your car or, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You've got to get out of your house. You've defaulted on your loan. That's the warning that, that was coming from the, the prophet, if you yeah. like, in this case. The new covenant is more like a prince who was born into royalty. They're inheriting that because their parents uh, have that blessing on them, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and the prince has to step up to the mark and accept that that is who they are and accept what has been done for them as the beneficiary. It's not the perfect example, but... No, it's, the, it's, it's, it's on the right track. It's a completely different covenant. You, you, you're correct in saying that. I mean, there was a nation that was in covenant with, with God uh, that was conditional, that would um, would reap judgment if they broke the covenant. But there's mm. no nation that's in covenant with God uh, in that conditional way. But the Son is in a covenant with the Father, and uh, the Father has covenanted to give the Son a people for his own, and the Son has covenanted to represent those people. So to become one of his people, we need to believe, be forgiven of our sins, which Jesus purchased at the cross, mm. and enter into all the benefits of, of the covenant. And that's the message that we're sent into the world to proclaim, is that, um, yeah, judgment's coming. We're not saying that it's not coming. Uh, and I, I, would, I would hate for people to think that we're saying there isn't a day of judgment. What we're saying is this is not it. This is the age of grace. Right. This is the day of salvation. This is when we need to get the good news out there so that people can believe and be saved. And just quickly, the last one, which we touched on yesterday, uh, the last of these four tests, the Spirit of Christ test. Just yeah. Explain that one. Well, here's the uh, Spirit of Christ test. If this is the judgment of God, we would see Jesus behaving in this way, that is, you know, coming down with calamities upon people uh, because he is the perfect image and representation of the Father. 
But we see the exact opposite. He said, I haven't come to condemn the world or judge the world. I've come that the world might be saved. And when James and John uh, try to bring down judgment, in fact, ask permission from Jesus, can, can we bring down judgment upon this Samaritan village that's just rejected you, just like Elijah did? Jesus turned and rebuked them. He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. That's why I've called it the spirit of Christ test. Mm. Uh, I'm of a completely different spirit to you guys. So if we want to work with Jesus and be about our father's business, we need to understand what Jesus is doing through the spirit, through the church today. And he's not uh, running around sending out warnings about uh, impending doom and judgment through calamities like earthquakes and cyclones. Rather, he's sending out his new covenant prophets, those that speak in his name and on his behalf to proclaim good tidings of great joy for those that will believe on him. They will be forgiven, made righteous, given eternal life and uh, placed in this new covenant. Well, let's wrap this up, Ken. And I must say, you know, we've been talking in a fairly matter-of-fact way about disasters and calamity. And I know there'll be people listening who've been through that just in recent times. And, you know, our heart goes out to you and our prayer is that God would be with you through that. But how do we wrap this up? Well, I believe that's a good way to wrap it up, Phil. I think it's a perfect way is um, uh, see what the real church did in the midst of those natural disasters. They were there Mm. helping to mop up. They were there with care and love and uh, practical help and concern for those that were the casualties in these disasters. And and that's what Jesus would do. He would be relieving suffering, not... um, you know, standing back at a distance with his arms folded saying, see, I told you if you didn't uh, get your act together, I was going to do this to you. Yeah, and we've got to get in get our hands dirty in a very practical way yeah. in helping as believers. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.